On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, John and I interview Jack Sparrow, Indiana University golfer, as well as Indianapolis Open 2019 champion. We get into a little bit about the PGA Championship with Brooks Kepka dominating. And then lastly, John and I taste a Belgian ale that is borderline terrible. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to uh, give a shout out, of course, to who powers the Faded Golf Podcast, and that is Fanatics, where you can get your officially licensed everything. Who is going to the Stanley Cup Championship? The St. Louis Blues. Did you watch it? Oh my God, I watched the whole thing. Hell yeah. Dude, I was so They dominated in the third period. It was fantastic. The game changer was uh, game, what was that? So four to two, game five. Yeah. Game five. Yep. That, the, they, no, they flipped it. They 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 kind of they they took control of the series there. They did. And, they, and then and they show like, hey, you guys got lucky in the game with the hand pass and whatever else. It but pissed like, them off. That yeah, changed absolutely, it. Absolutely. But what was cool? What I saw as those guys were putting on the championship, you know, division championship hats, they had the little fanatics logo on the side of it. They did. They did. So you can get your championship gear, your your playoff Stanley Cup uh, gear for. Whether you're a Bruins fan, Blues fan, whatever. You Bruins get, fan. Hey, and even if you're just an NHL fan, you can get all of your Fanatics gear. Of course, the PGA the pr- just wrapped what's up. What's the promo code, Promo Mark? code Faded Golf. You can get the discount on your NHL, NFL, PGA, whatever you want to do. Good stuff. Back on. Okay. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of the Faded Golf podcast. As always, Mark Julien here with John Falkenberg. John, welcome back from Vegas. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good. Uh, we are joined by a guest tonight, and we're going to skip all the formalities and the casual. We're going to get right into it. We are with uh, college golfer extraordinaire, as I'm going to call him, uh, Jack the Pirate Sparrow. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't even cracked that joke yet. Check it I'm out. Sure yeah, you yeah. Like, right? I was you've, waiting you've never, for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> you've never heard that before. I'm right? sure you've no, never. Now, never. Um, so bef- before we even get into this, um, real quick, um, background. So Jack is a, uh, you're like a double red shirt senior going Pretty into, yeah, uh, I really at know IU. call myself at this point, um, at, at, uh, for Indiana university plays golf, uh, grew up in what Floyd's knob, right? Yep. Floyd's knobs, Floyd's knob. Uh, I've got a good buddy from Floyd's knob. We'll have to ask, we'll have to talk about that later. Um, and cause everybody in from Floyd's knob knows everybody from Pretty Floyd's much. knob. Pretty so, much how it goes. Yeah. So you probably do you know Michael Fields and the Fields family? I They're a little bit beyond your time, but Michael played golf for Floyd's Knob too, so I don't know. Anyway, okay. um and that's probably twenty years past your prime at this point. Okay. So um and anyway, you'll have to dig in your archives. Your parents probably know know somebody. Yeah, I'm uh, sure they do. Um at any rate, so Jack uh has been uh, willing to join us. And what's really cool about Jack and how we got him on the show is that last week he played uh, in the Indy in, Open, Indiana, Indianapolis Open. So it was the PGA, Indiana PGA, Indianapolis Open here at our home course, Chatham Hills. And he won the damn thing. What? So it. congratulations, congratulations, Jack. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, nine under, I believe, was the winning score, but it did take an extra yeah. hole, correct? It did. Yeah. I, uh, we went to number 10. And I uh, made a 20-footer for birdie, and that was it. 
was that awesome. most of your week? Was there a lot of twenty footers dropping? The honestly, hot cutter? Honestly not. I mean, the first day I didn't make uh probably any putts outside of twelve feet. Um <laughs> but the uh the second day I definitely on the back like the back side, the last five holes I made a lot of putts coming in for sure. You didn't make anything outside of twelve feet and you shot a sixty six? Yeah. I mean, what was your proximity to the hole? <laughs> How many greens did you hit? Uh, I think I only missed one, I believe. <laughs> wow. I think I missed one green and two fairways. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did yeah, you, my, so did, did you birdie all uh, four par fives? Uh, no, I didn't birdie uh, number five. Okay. Day, but yep. number, number uh, seven, I eagled that the first day and birdied it the second day. Okay. So I played that hole pretty well. Um, I, I think I played the par fives five under for both days. So, yeah, total. I mean, it, not, not the, the par the par fives are fairly gettable out here, yeah. um, especially if you're long off the tee. Mm-hmm. Um, what what would you say is like your average driver length? How uh, far you your driver? Three hundred, three hundred ten yards around there. Okay. What's your swing speed like? One eighteen to one twenty. That's that's probably the upper end. I'd, I'd say on average one one sixteen. Um, I'm actually I'm pretty optimal with how I hit it. I kind of hit up on it and hit it solid most of the time, so I get yeah. the most out of I guess my swing speed. But um, definitely working on getting it up there to the one twenties. Okay, interesting. So yep. Good. Do you do you like to play a draw or a fade? My whole life, I've actually uh, played a draw, but now I'm working on more of a fade. I think it's a lot more controllable, and I can, um, with the fade, I can take out the right. I'm left-handed. I'll take out the right side of the golf course pretty much on every shot. So I think it's a lot more predictable. And well, there's a detail that I didn't even pick up on before. Yes. That lefty, you play mm-hmm. backwards. Yeah, that's awesome. And did yeah. you play a did you play a fade both days? I did. Yep. Yeah, because Chatham set up for. Oh, it a sets draw. up for a draw pretty well. Except so if you were right. playing your lefty fade, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. A lot there's of a really, there's really a few holes that set right. up for a nice cut. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you yeah, can, most of the holes you can make. I mean, you can make it work. But a lot of like, I'd say the tougher tee shots usually set up for a fade, which was a fade for me, which was really yep. nice. Yeah, yep. like one. Yeah, eight, uh, eight, eight. And I eight. think I think nine um, works out pretty well too. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, because that'll keep you from going uh, the most trouble out of bounds. For yeah. you, it would be on the right. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, okay, cool. Really my, my, my dad's a lefty, so I, I grew up yeah. watching a guy swinging backwards for, you know, <laughs> ages. And so yeah. um, that's cool. So it does. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, I'm actually right handed. Like, I'm right hand dominant. Huh? I do everything with my right hand. Phil so. Mickelson. It's yeah. Good. Um, my first set of clubs were actually right handed. Um, but. For some reason, I decided to hit them the other way. I don't really know why that happened, but it's the way it is, I guess. So why don't you, I think this is a good segue. Why don't you just give us like a, a little, you know, background of you kind of growing up, what got you into the game, obviously what made you flip left-handed, those kind of things. Why don't you give us a little synopsis yeah. of, of the Sparrow here? Yeah, <laughs> um, my grandpa really got me into it. Um, he and Fuzzy Zeller are really good friends. So uh, right. he, my grandpa was a, a big, big golfer. Um, loves it so he took me out pretty much when I was I guess I was three years old and it's been history ever since uh, I just loved it I was ate up with it he's, he's, he uh, tells me it was hard to keep me off the, the driving range and everything and uh, yeah pretty much 
And my first set of clubs was right-handed, like I said. So uh, obviously, getting left-handed clubs has been a completely different struggle that that he didn't foresee being a problem. Because um, there's, I mean, you'd be surprised how hard it is to find left-handed clubs sometimes. I, I'm telling you, man. My dad had. He hated it. He hated every minute mm-hmm. of being left-handed and trying to find left-handed equipment. Hated yeah. it all the time. He even had this grandiose idea to um, to create a, uh, a mobile shop that would just have like left-handed equipment, and he would drive it from like PGA venue to PGA venue. It was like the <laughs> Doctor Lefty truck. I really wish. I wish. I wish he would have like pulled out the Doctor Lefty. That would have been awesome. Dude, I've uh, but, thought about like starting a golf brand that makes only left-handed clubs. Yeah. Just so, because I mean, even now, like Callaway, they really there's some models that they don't even make left-handed, which is surprising because Phil is like their main guy. Right. But you'd wow. be surprised. I mean, they some models they don't even bother making left-handed. That's incredible. I would yeah. say though, the per- it just comes down to dollars. I mean, what's the percentage of actual left-handed? golfers but it's not a lot of i mean yeah. i mean i it could probably business sense probably i may i mean i could probably name that we maybe have two at our golf club that i've ever yeah. seen wow yeah. really yeah. yeah how many do you, do you see a lot in um in college golf uh you know probably no not really there's actually been a few times where we've i've probably one or two times where i've had all lefties in one group which is oh, wow. pretty wild yeah, um, that's but most of the time, most of the time, I'm the only lefty. So you were talking your grandpa and got you into golf, mm-hmm. and so how did you start actually playing in competition golf and then progress to high school to college? How that? Yeah, um, I think I, I started going to camps. Uh, went to I went to IU golf camp when I was very young, but I also went to. Uh, I don't even remember what the camp was called, but a few camps around Indiana, and they started talking about competition and t- tournaments in, in around the state and also in Kentucky because I'm so close to Louisville that I could mm-hmm. play in some of the tournaments over there. Um, so I probably started when I was, I don't know, nine or ten years old. Um, most of the time, these tournaments were only nine holes or something. Um, so I, I kind of got started pretty young in competitive golf, and I just loved the challenge of it and challenge of trying to get better. And then, uh, I guess the closer I got to high school, I started meeting some of the guys on the team and they really, we started playing a lot together and that kind of got me, um, prepared and excited to be on the high school team. And then from there, just wanted to be the best golfer I could be and get my name out there and playing a bunch of tournaments. So, so you played mostly locally through high school. Yeah, um, I played, you know, I would go to, I don't know, Chicago and okay, mainly, you know, mainly Midwest, not much farther than that. Not really like many of like the AJGA type stuff or anything Uh, like that. I played in a few that they actually had one at Otter Creek uh, Uh high school. So I played in that one. Um, I played in, I think there was one in Illinois that I played in too. I I mean, I played in five or six of those tournaments probably. What was your, so in in your high school team? Mm-hmm. From your freshman through your senior year, what number did you play? My freshman year, I played five, I believe. Uh, we had a pretty good team. So being a freshman and, and playing in the top five was a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, I played five 
and then I probably played four, and then I think my junior year I was three, and then obviously my senior year I was number one. Um, I think, I mean, my junior year I was, we were we had a really good team that year, so pretty much one through four was pretty in, interchangeable um, as far as scoring-wise. Um, so, yeah, I just you know, got better every year, and uh, it was pretty fun being the number one player my senior year for sure. Were you already – talking to IU your junior year or was it did you mm-hmm. I, I think I've, I mainly talked to my I guess the summer going into my junior year um, I played pretty well that summer I think I uh, let's see we had I had Boy State that year I think I got like top five and then played well in the AJGA at Otter Creek and I remember Coach Mayer coming out to watch me and I, I'd already known him because I went to the golf camp years ago so we already kind of knew each other and then um, I got a letter in the mail and came on a visit and pretty much loved it ever since. So, so did awesome. you did you uh, consider any other schools or did any other schools reach out to you as well? Uh, there was a few other schools reaching out to me, uh, but mainly most of them were smaller schools, and mm-hmm. I um, I pretty much didn't I didn't want to play anywhere small. I was I was not really feeling you know going to a smaller school so. Um, I was thinking go big or go home. So, I, I mean, I was going to go to IU pretty much no matter what. That's captain um, talk there. Yeah. I was going to go to, I was set on IU whether I was going to play golf or not. Um, okay. Luckily, luckily, I ended up getting a spot. So, it was so, nice. cool. So, how's your, how's your collegiate career gone? How uh, have, have well, you progressed? Been, uh, I've gotten a lot better every year. Uh, I redshirted my freshman year, and at the time, I was definitely not, um, up to speed with my game i was i don't think i was ever going to play uh, but by the spring of my freshman year i was i think we had a qualifier and i i think i would have qualified to play but um i decided to redshirt that year because to play a few tournaments wouldn't be worth a full year of eligibility um and then honestly i've gotten a lot better every year and just kind of had that growth mindset to where you just keep learning and keep trying to find ways to get better and um Last year, I was going into last year, and I was pretty excited for it. And then, unfortunately, I had that uh, I had an injury because um, I got I got seventh, I think, in the first term of the year, and then we went to Olympia Fields, and, and I uh, re-injured my wrist, and that was kind of a bummer. Uh, but my senior season and everything, and our team was playing pretty well, so we were excited. But um, you know, you learn some things, you move on from it. But yeah, I mean, I've so you. You uh, you kind of almost didn't play much this season because of the wrist injury, correct? Yeah, I, actually, that uh, the Indianapolis Open was my first tournament since last September. Wow! So, I've been playing some golf, like I've I've been playing for I don't know a couple weeks or months or so, but not nothing competitive. I, and it's kind of hard um, getting back into it, managing my practice because I don't want to overdo it. You know, as much mm-hmm. as I want to be out there getting better and practicing, it's hard to say all right that's probably enough for the day or whatever so that's been that's been a challenge for sure so i guess i guess you and brooks kepka have something in common coming on off an injury and then just (laughs) take care of business hey injuries are good for you in some ways i i think so i think it gets you to reevaluate some stuff i want you can you can you expand a little bit on your practice schedule i think what's you know interesting you know um for obviously the average guy, you know, if we can get out and 
even play once a week, let alone practice. Like we're pretty, pretty happy with that. Um, I remember playing high school golf and obviously I think it's what made me a a better player is that I played every single day. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, tell us about what the routine is in college, you know, with IU, as far as like your practice schedule and obviously knowing that you are on a little bit of a different practice schedule because you're in injury, but what's that look Mm -hmm. like? Right. Uh, we usually have two workouts a week around six thirty in the morning. Um, those are those are actually good. I I, I enjoy working out because it keeps my body, you know, um, I guess more active and you just you just you just feel better after working out. In my opinion. what's what what so what does that pertain like? What when you say working out, like you guys do stretching, cardio? What what mm-hmm. all do you guys do? Yeah, we do a fair mixture of things, but um, actually, the last few years we've done a lot more lifting with mm. like. Um, deadlifts and stuff like that that I mean there's been a lot of new research of squats golf yeah like a lot of stuff Olympic Olympic lifting has been proven to be really good for golf did you say did you did you say Olympic lifting yeah like deadlifts and stuff like that like the other lifts. power power uh, cleans and stuff like that yeah we don't do power cleans but we'll do I don't know squats deadlifts and stuff like that um different variations of of those but, I um, I agree with you on that. Like leg and like mm-hmm. low leg and core. Yeah, and you it's, learn how to use the ground, which is a big thing now. Um, that you get a lot of power from using the ground. Well, I don't know. Um, there's <laughs> a lot of science behind it. Um, so yeah, so we usually have workouts, and then we're getting practicing. a little Bryson DeChambeau on us here. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get too technical because I don't know that much about it, honestly. I'm not <laughs> no, I'm, <missing. laughs> we're, I'm giving we're, I'm giving you a hard time. Continue, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, so yeah, what we have practice every day at one thirty. Um, well, we'll kind of we usually start in the putting green, do putting for however long. We usually have like a drill where we, we have a three putt challenge, which coach loves to get the green super fast and uh, make it pretty challenging. You have to make it eighteen holes without three putting. Um, and that gets pretty tough, but you know, we'll do that. And then sometimes we'll be on our own to do whatever and then, um, go to the driving range or whatever. And then we usually will qualify or play, um, rounds of golf Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's pretty much what it looks like. But, um, outside of that, I usually do a lot of more stuff on my own. Um, I'll say out, I'll say, um, after practice a couple hours or go early or whatever it may be. So, don't mean to cut you off, Jack, but we have a lot of hacks that listen to our program. And I think it, I think it would be interesting. I think they would like to hear it too. So what would you say is or, or some just advice of how you improve your game? Like what's the most in the ways that because you're I mean, you're an elite golfer. You're better than, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of golfers out there mm-hmm. what what has been the best ways to improve and then what advice would you give to guys that just want to get better hmm. yeah i definitely think people like to um i don't know they read magazines watch tv and there's people talking about tips different tips doing this or that but i think the average golfer makes it too complicated with thinking about all these different things and i think they need to find what works for them. Find a few, one or two things that that they um, that helps them when they think about it. But also stay consistent with what they're working on and what they're thinking about. Because I mean, you guys probably know the more you think about, you, you just get lost in your own head and things start going south. So I think just consistency in what what you're trying to do or what 
what you want to work on, I think is the big thing. So basically keep it, keep it simple and use what mm -hmm. you got. Yeah. Use what you got. Much. Yeah. Play your game, but also, and there's, there's kind of two different things you can do because you want to, um, get better at actually playing golf, but there's also a thing you can do on the driving range where you want to improve, I guess, your technique. So there's two, there's kind of two ways to get better with golf. Um, so as far as technique, I, I don't know if I have much advice other than, I don't know, seeking somebody for advice and but honestly, just keep it simple. Only work on a few things. Um, I've been working on that a lot because I've fallen into that before where you're just thinking about too many things at once. Um, so I guess thinking about um, just maybe a drill or two that you can do every day and whether you could do it at home or you could do it on the range, whatever it may be. Um, I think just doing that and staying consistent will really help the average golfer. I, you know, I, I, I really, I agree with that. I didn't actually, Jack, I didn't pick up golf until I was in my mid twenties. I started playing it. And so I just, I just, you yes, asked Mark, I have one of the ugliest swings, you know, you'll, you'll <laughs> see it, he, he's agreeing right now. There's not even a laugh out of him. Um, but Okay. I just figure out how to make it work. I, I know how to <laughs> impact and I, all I, I, the main things I focus on is like rhythm and tempo and right. just, and that's if, the two most important things. And if I, if I keep that in sync, I just feel like I can hit the ball. Okay. And, and then beat Mark. And he's like, how'd this dude beat me again? <laughs> got some smack talk. There's, there's a lot of truth there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And by, oh, and I was looking at your, uh, your scores here, mm -hmm. which are impressive, by the way, and, and Jack's a plus three trending after his stellar play at the Indy Open. But are you you're a member at? Is it say Covered Bridge? Yeah, Covered Bridge and Champions Point down here. The, the Fuzzy Zeller track, right? Yep. Which one? Covered Bridge. Okay. But, yeah, both of them are. I, I are mainly, they both fuzzy? Yeah, I mainly play out at Champions Point now. Uh, Covered Bridge is where I kind of grew up playing. And mm -hmm. then, Champions Point was, I don't know, Bill, I don't even, probably 13, 14 years ago or something. So yeah. I kind of what, went out there. What kind of course? I've never played either one. I don't know. Mark has. Have you mm -hmm. played it? No, can, you, can you describe those courses? Like what they, what kind of courses they are? Yeah. They, um, they have Zoysia grass. So that's probably a little different than most courses around here. Um, Cover Bridge is, I would say, easier than Champions Point. Um, but they're pretty straightforward courses. Um, I don't know. You guys got to come down and play. I I don't really know how else to describe these. We're things. in. We're in. I love. Yeah. I, that's that's how I learned how to play. It was off Zoiza in St. Louis. They have. Really? That's mainly what they have there. Yeah, it pretty much sits up on a tee almost every time. It's pretty. The nice. ball. Yeah, the ball doesn't roll a lot though. Like roll yeah. out. It's like kind of like sticky carpet. I mean, yeah. you think you hit a long drive, it bent and you know bounces forever, and then yeah. Zoysia yeah. kind of sticks down. Especially but. when the Zoysia gets wet, it doesn't go anywhere. Mark hasn't played. I don't know if he's ever played Zoysia. And I, the way he's like a, I don't know. It's not, he has a good looking swing because it's fundamental, but he's still like a hockey. He has like a, kind of a shallower hit. You would love it mm -hmm. with Zoysia because it's kind of. It, <laughs> Just pick you, it right off of there. You pick Just it, pick right, it off. right off. Yeah, I don't yeah. take big divots. No, and that's what Zoysia is Especially with like for. my longer clubs, I don't. What do you, uh, yeah, the chipping is different. My distance, though. The chipping's different with Zoiza around yeah. the greens. I honestly, I don't, I don't try to practice too much on it because it's not realistic going to other courses and stuff because they have tighter lies and whatnot. So most <laughs> of the time, I, I try not to really. You can spin it. You can spin it. Yeah, that's for you sure. Could, you can spin it from like 
20 feet, Mark. It'll just yeah. stop, like bounce, stop. Oh, all right. You'd like it. Yeah. I probably would. Probably I don't know. We'll have to get down there. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like we're going to go. Now, are you staying uh, in Floyd's for the summer, or where are you this summer? Yeah, um, I'll pretty much be here. Most Knob City? Summer. What do you call it? Floyd's or Knob City? Or what, what, what do you call it? <laughs> Floyd, I, think, I think my boy Fields called it Knob City. <laughs> I've actually never heard anybody call it that. That's funny. Oh, man. Okay, that's good. Where, is, where exactly is it? It's down near Louisville. Is it Floyd's yeah. Knobs or Floyd's Knob? Knobs with an S. Yep. Yeah. It's it's literally what, like 15 minutes out, 20 minutes outside of Louisville? Maybe half an hour? Yeah. Yeah, I can get downtown in probably 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. So, so like, and that's it's a story for another time for John. I've I've been I've hung out in Floyd's now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a on a Kentucky Derby weekend, a couple times. We may take oh, you up. Oh gosh, we may take you up on coming down for a round. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Um, we'll have to we'll have to find a day. So you're just basically playing golf all summer. Or do you have like some other activity? What are you majoring in, by the way? Uh, majoring in finance and entrepreneurship in the Kelly School of Business. Oh, you might want to might want to come talk to me. I was going to say John might have a job for you if golf doesn't come <laughs> <run> out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just you just his eyes just like lit up he's like hold it good golfer finance entrepreneur Jeez. john right. john runs a uh a, a whole brokering operation he's him and he's got For him and his partner debt and structured wow. dude debt, debt and structured finance yeah there you go so all right Perfect. look at that you're recruiting well i don't, are you are you have aspirations to, to well, take yes. it farther jack that's kind of what i wanted to know too where, where um, you want to go oh yeah after school i'm gonna try to play play golf um, for a couple of years and see where that goes. Um, but after that, I don't, I don't really know um, what, what I'm going to do. So I, I, have, I have a little bit of time to figure that out. Yep. Fi- finance job in Indianapolis. Sounds yeah. like it might be <laughs> yeah. in <line>. yeah. <laughs> Pencilly in for that one. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, man, we will, uh, we will be your biggest fans as you try to try to, 100%. to make it though. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. uh, for sure. I want to go take one one step back real quick because um, John had kind of talked a little bit about, you know, what are you working on? What do you think that, you know, the hacks can work on? What does the coaching staff at IU have you guys working on? You talked about the three putting, uh, you know, competition kind of thing. What is there something unique or specific that you think like before you got to IU, you're like, huh, I never practiced that before. Like, mm-hmm. what do they have you guys focusing on? Yeah, we do. So we have a track man. Uh, so we'll do, it's called a, a combine, which basically you hit shots from different yardages and it'll give you a score based on your proximity to that target. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do a lot of that stuff with, um, well, we, I, I normally do my wedges, which is probably 60 to 120 yards. Um, cause I think that's a huge part of the game. Um, especially hitting it farther than the average golfer. I, I mean, I have a lot of shots in that range. Um, yep. so I get the most out of doing that, but that was something I'd never done before college. Um, and it was a little bit different to me because it was more of, um, I had to like focus harder on each shot. It wasn't just like I hit it and it doesn't matter really where it goes or whatever. Um, so it's kind of a different focus on practice where you're thinking about more, it's more like you're on the golf course. So I, I think it's done, um, done me uh, really well because when you go out and play, you're like, yeah, I, I can hit this shot. Cause I, I mean, I just did, um, in my practice, so it kind of gets you in your routine and gets you thinking about other things. So, um, so that, you, yeah, that's been something different for sure. 
Was your would you say like you focus on your wedges probably like forty percent of your practice or thirty percent or so? Probably yeah, forty to fifty. Sometimes it's even wow. more than. Um, that's awesome. I believe that. Yeah, I believe yeah, I mean, that. That's the past few years. I've really um, been working on 120 and in um, pretty hard, and I think that's been a big part of uh, getting better with my with my game specifically. That's a book, 120 in. That's mm-hmm. Rob. That's a, book. that's a title yeah. right there. Well, yeah. I, th- I think that's interesting. No, it really is. It's a title oh, it of a is? book. Rob Aiken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nashville. Um, well, I, I think that, um, you know, you, you, that's interesting observation. And I look at, uh, I think like on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, Kepka shared like a yardage book that he had or something like that. And you looked at like the, especially on the wedges where he was looking at like three quarter swings, half swings, those kind of things, and Mm -hmm. really trying to dial in on those numbers. And while I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what a half wedge is or a three quarter wedge, or if I choke down an inch and hit a three quarter wedge or a full, you know, like, yeah, I don't think I've ever measured it in detail, which is what it sounds like yeah. the coaching staff has you doing. It's a yeah, field. I've been working on that pretty hard. Um, yes, but so I'll do like, I'll have like a nine o'clock swing and then different uh, seven thirty, nine o'clock and 11 and then a full. So I have four yardages with each wedge and, majority of the time you're going to be within a couple of yards of, of those numbers that you have. So it makes it pretty simple. You don't have to do a lot of guessing out there. It's a little bit off from practice, but I, I, I just want to make sure I remember What are your clubs in your bag? What do you, Oh yeah. What tell us about your equipment? Yeah, and what, your what's, equipment your, what, like what's in the, give us a, what's in the bag. All right. <laughs> I'll give you the rundown. <laughs> so, uh, I have the Callaway Epic flash driver. Nice. Um, that's a pretty awesome club. If you guys does, um, I, I have I, it. Not to, before you go any further, uh, does IU have a particular manufacturer they work with, or they do you guys? Is it any anything you want to play? Uh, we can play whatever we want, but um, the Callaway is especially nice to us. So okay, most of, most of the guys on the team play play Callaway stuff. And actually, I I was all tailor made. I think before I came in, and I I switched right when I got in there. And I started playing the the new Callaway ball too, which if you haven't oh. tried that, I mean, I was so impressed with their ball from the start. What'd you hit before, Pro V? Yeah, Pro V. Yeah. I think a lot of people. I mean, pretty much everybody you play with plays with Pro Vs, but now I mean, Callaway's opened it up for everybody. I think a lot, and even there's been a lot of TaylorMade balls out there too. I like the oh, TaylorMade Bridgestone ball. guy now. Yeah, John's been the. Uh, the Westfield team gets a good deal on Bridgestone balls. So I, so he's I played them since last year, and I, I really like them. The one Those, he plays. got me a dozen. I, I've liked them. Really? I've never and, played Bridgestone. And the uh, the t- I played the TaylorMade ball almost last year, pretty much. That was my ball, and I, I liked it. They're um, good balls, and I, mm-hmm. I don't, I and I, I've got a dozen of those Snell balls over the holidays, and they're actually interesting. But I've heard, uh, I'm sorry, those balls pretty good actually. Uh, they, they, they putt and feel like a, like a pro V. So I like it for that. Cause from a, t- from a touch, you know, putting touch, you, yeah. once you get used to that, that was, that's my, I think the Chrome sauce probably, and the TaylorMade's just about as close, but I really feel like the Snell, it's almost like putting a pro V. So I like that. And they're long as shit off the driver. Um, wow. so yeah, it, it's an interesting ball. I mean, the, my golf spy guy, I, I don't know if you follow any of that stuff. I guess they gave him a. A, a really good review and rating compared to other balls, but something to try. Sorry, so we interrupted you on your clubs. I wanted to know like what equipment 
uh, IU yeah. was helping, you know, was kind of like sponsored by or, or whatever you want to say. But all right, yeah. so you got the the, the flat epic flash. Yep. Is that and like nine got, degrees, some special shaft or anything like? Um, yeah, I got. I think it's nine degrees, and I have a um, some graphite design shaft. I got it a couple years ago um, from this guy down in Florida that I've that I see down there. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't even know what what the honestly what the uh, model is, but okay, no, that's uh, fine. Just kind of curious yeah. if it was like. Is it extra stiff? Do you know extra the weight? Stiff, yeah. It's not tipped or anything. It's I think it's seventy five grams. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty pretty standard there. And then I have the the. You have the, hello. We lose him. Hello, Jack. We lost you. Thank you. There, oh yeah, you broke. Yeah, you broke we got up back there. Yeah. Okay. There? Um, there you go. Yeah. You're back. I'm back. All right. I have the uh, Epic, old Epic 3-wood with another graphite design shaft. And then I have a uh, Callaway, some Apex hybrid that I just got. I got those too, man. Just this year, they're so awesome. Yeah. I I had a a driving iron, but I actually broke the face in on it a couple weeks ago. Broke the face in on it. Wow. Yeah. He's yeah, I, was, I didn't That's even how, realize I did it. Either. How tall are you? Uh, what? How tall are you? I'm six one. Okay. Yeah. So I I broke the face and I I didn't realize it. Um, and I hit a few shots in a round and they just came off weird. I knew I hit it solid and it just like didn't go anywhere and it just like sliced like thirty yards. I'm like, mm-hmm. something's off here. And then I look at it and I can see this one of the grooves is like sticking out more than the other one and. Oh, uh, yeah, so that that kind of sucked because I that was one of my favorite clubs that I had. Um, so I so I replaced it with a hybrid. I decided to try the hybrid. Uh, I think it's more versatile with hitting it in the park. Is it five. like a a four hybrid or a three or what? I think it's a three. Okay. I believe. Yeah. I'm sure, you've got it tuned however you need it to get fill yeah. your gap. How so, far do you hit that thing? Uh, about two forty five in the air. Rips it. Probably. Yeah, you don't even. Yeah, that's that's so good. That's so you. You don't even really need a three wood. Yeah, I don't hit my three wood much, honestly. So I, I don't the, carry uh, a three wood anymore. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I have the uh, the Callaway X Sport, the new forge irons that they came out with. I think last year or the year those before. Are yeah, those are those have been really good. Um, they they feel super sweet. And then I think I have my irons at a quarter of an inch longer. I switched okay. out a couple of years ago. Um, I, I, I've liked it. I, I thought I would be. I thought I didn't. I thought I wouldn't really like it at first, just because it feels so different when you're switching to something like that. Yeah, initially. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that I did it. Uh, Mark, actually, Mark, that may be good for us because our we have difficulty staying down because we're getting old. Mine are mine are all half inch long. Mine I know. I need to consider inch? it. Yeah. Oh, I'm six three. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm a half sense. inch longer. Yeah. On all mine. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, actually played Vokey wedges. Okay. Uh, so I have a fifty, fifty four, and a fifty eight, and they have they have a little Captain Jack stamp on them. Yeah, they do. Pretty cool. <laughs> so those sw- wedges are sweet. I switched from Vokies this past year to the. I bought Mizuno irons, the the new 919, the the forged, and then I bought uh, the blue ion. Uh, you know those blue, 
Blue Mizuno wedges, they're dude, they're sweet. Really? Oh, they are butter. I like I them better than the Vokies. Mizuno. Huh. Huh? huh? It's hard to go away from the Vokies because they're they're just so classic and you know they're you can't good. Go wrong with them. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a little mixed. I got the I've been playing those Ping S55s for about five years, and so I've got a Ping Gap wedge and a Ping glide sand wedge and then i i do have the Vokey 60 that i've i've carried a Vokey 60 for probably 10 years so yeah old trusty yeah it's right i got the trusty rusty there you go so uh, actually my wedges are uh they have the raw finish so they they rust yep. kind of on their own yep i got that on my my 60 i just i actually just moved to that one getting away from the the uh the chrome finish or whatever mm-hmm. or the or the satin finish so yeah Yep, good stuff. Mine are, mine are good. blue and bold. I know his are like blue and they <laughs> just like freaking pop a Smurf in his hands or something. Awesome. I don't know, especially when they uh, knock it. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I have a I have an Odyssey putter too, the number seven. Um, yes. I've used that one for a while. That oh no, honestly, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to switch from that putter. Okay, that's one of the best seven. putters I've ever used. God, I I'm, I was trying to think of what. Yeah, that. especially after the Open. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's how top to switch how many, style. Players. How many putts did you have each day? Honestly, I don't. I don't even keep stats. I don't know. I should oh, okay. keep stats. That's solid. Your hands were just burning. <laughs> I had to put the yeah, I made out. a. I made a pretty big uh, forty footer on seventeen though, on the last day. For eagle for or bird? No, for par. Oh. Yeah. Forty footer for par. Yeah. Oh my! That's God. your tournament winner right there. Pretty much. I mean, I was gonna uh, Kenny, the guy I was playing with, birdied the hole. So if I didn't make that, he was. I was gonna be down one going to the last hole. So what did you do? Put one in the lake? Uh, hit it left off the tee into the hazard. And oh, then the left there. hazard. Yeah. Uh, and then dropped, hit it up there. I had like, I don't know, one twenty or something, and hit it, hit like my worst shot of the week at, at the worst time. And I was actually on the fringe, um, but we were playing literally in place. So I got to line it up and everything, and and I drained it on him. He probably wasn't too happy about it, but <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. How how far were you? Did you just hook it on number seventeen? Uh, well, off the tee. Oh, off the uh, off the tee. What well, for a lefty? I pushed it out. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Got to think it. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He blocked it bad. They were probably yeah. playing the back. Too. You were probably you didn't want to freaking overcook hook that thing in the damn lake, and you freaking no. blocked it. Way to go! No. You're playing it was a little different too, because they moved the tees all the way back, and I I never to the to the back tee. back tee. You can't oh, get that. Oh man, yeah. no, you can't. you can't even reach the water. Well, he might be able to. Uh, uh, no yeah, problem. I don't know how far it is to the water, but it's like it's from like back three, there. It's like three thirty, and it was wet. Yeah. Uh, really? So yeah, so I probably my, could not. my secret there now is I cho- I literally like choked down to the freaking uh, metal. And I just hit like a, I hit a bunt driver out there like 250, hey, 260. Yeah, get it in play. It, I wish I would have done that. And because that whole, I've been in that, I've been in that stuff left. I've been in the pond right. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. I, I mean, I, I love what's in your bag. I think uh, plenty of people be jealous of what you're carrying and your equipment. Um, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Can, before we get into uh, kind of probably really kind of wrapping up some of this stuff a little bit, but um, I wanted to ask you about some of your like proudest moments in golf. So you, you've, you've kind of painted this whole picture 
for us on how, you know, you grew up with, uh, you know, your grandpa's one of his best buddies is Fuzzy Zeller. And so you got mm-hmm. sucked into golf at a young age, um, playing a, a lot of courses and then you played nine hole tournaments or whatever. Mm-hmm. What are beyond what, obviously the big win last week. I mean, that's gotta be a, a great highlight for yeah. you. What are some other hi- what are some other highlights for you um, so you know in your career? Um, I think the highlight overall would just be being able to play at Indiana University. Um, then my grandparents went there, my mom went there, so it's kind of from uh-huh. a young age, kind of pretty much my main goal was to do that. Um, so it's been an honor to represent, I guess, my family and the state and everything. So that's been that's been pretty awesome. Um, as far as specific stuff oh man i would have to think about this um i don't know i i mean there's been some rounds and stuff where uh i guess probably one of my most proud moments specifically was golf in a round um it was my first round actually at iu um i was a i guess it was my second year so i was a redshirt freshman or, yeah, redshirt freshman, and then um, it was we were playing in Chicago, and it was kind of windy and cold, and I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty nervous at this point, and uh, I think I made six bogeys on the first nine. I think I shot six over or something, and then I come back and I shot 33 on the back. So that was um, I guess something to where uh, they'll kind of stick with me forever. Where it's kind of something where you you're, you face adversity, but you kind of persevere through it and that uh, sounds like our, our john, average round. john and i do that every week out here <laughs> we, yeah, we go out you know. shit the bed on the front nine <laughs> and then for some reason we go and shoot like 33 on the back or it's a lot 34 on the back on the <laughs> well i think that's the thing it's like you're yeah. uh we probably aren't playing for as much uh criticism from your teammates and whatever else it's only it's all on our shoulders we're out here playing for 10 10 and 10 <laughs> nat 10 dollar nassau's but oh, yeah. uh to, too often do we do we come out and shit the bed on the front nine and then and then <laughs> tear it up on the back nine to somehow John and I have this we have this ability to shoot somewhere between seventy five to seventy nine about or seventy seventy five to eighty pretty much every time we come out here it's just it's yeah. just what we do so. well, last around seventy three seventy four eighty one <laughs> <laughs> hey that's it's, golf for you it, it is man it that's is golf. golf that's the game we They're, play. The mental it's game awesome. we play. Love it. Yeah. All right. So, hey, we're going to do what we call our quick nine. Um, well, we're going to ask you uh, nine quick questions, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about the PGA Championship, but I want to get through this quick nine. Um, all right. You ready? Yep, Here we go. Ready. All right. Who's your favorite PGA Tour player right now? Uh, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Lefty. Right? I love that. Lefty. That makes yeah. sense. Lefty. Yeah. I think what he's doing on social media is pretty – pretty fun oh it's epic yeah. the thumbs up stuff is fantastic oh i'm working on i'm God. working on a phil t-shirt right now so i might really? and once i get that done that may be that's the one true. you get so we we send a t-shirt to uh everybody that's in on the show so usually that's get sweet. the usually you get the speed putt t-shirt because mm-hmm. well you know it's a speed putt but well, <laughs> I, I may if i make the phil mickelson one in time that, uh maybe i'll do great. that or maybe i'll send you both um uh all right so girlfriend this actually, this is a question from my wife. She wanted to know. Girlfriend? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, girlfriend. Okay. We might have yeah. to. She's yeah, actually, she... a, she's a cheerleader at IU. Okay. There you go. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What's, so you, you, 
you smashed in the face on your driving iron. What's your new favorite club? I got to go with the putter. Yep, John called it. He was just, he just mouth putter over here. Got to go with the putter. That's good. Uh, pizza or tacos? Oh, my gosh. Um, oof. I got to go pizza, I think. Okay. That's a hard one. I, those are probably that's tough, right? My top five, right? But there, right, sure. both those are like both. If you had to, you know, want to yeah. like, yeah, on your deathbed, pizza or tacos? That's tough, right? Probably pizza. Yeah. Yep. Um, most embarrassing score in a competition. Oh, okay. This is easy. Uh, I shot eighty-six in a AJGA qualifier, and then um, I got top ten in the tournament after that. <laughs> Wow. wow, that's actually you, you, that's, you qualified with the eighty six. No, I so I didn't qualify. I I played in the qualifier to get extra points or stars or whatever, however okay. the point system works. I was already in the tournament. Um, gotcha. But I shot eighty six and I was pretty embarrassed about it. And then I went out there and played well. So funny how okay. golf works, but it is that's the way it is. It is yeah, funny how golf works. Um, but when did you change your name to Jack? Uh, I was. I've had it since birth. My name, my name's James. Well, right, your name's James. But so they've, but uh, you, your parents have called you Jack since like day one. Since day one, yeah. My dad and I have the same name, so. Gotcha. He goes by Jim, and I go by Jack. Now, so were were the movies out before that happened? No, they didn't come out, so I was probably eight or nine. Okay. So that there was you extremely go. weird um, seeing those commercials on TV. Right. For the first time. Like yeah. how much how much shit have you gotten for being Jack Sparrow now? Oh my gosh, you can't that's, even imagine. That's that's gotta be <laughs> Dude, freaking endless. Yeah, actually, funny story. I was uh, at school one time, and I think uh, this was middle school. I was staying after school for basketball practice, and we were messing around the hallway. And this janitor was trying to get us in trouble, and they asked me what my name was, and I told him, and they didn't believe me. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to believe. I won't get in trouble then. If you don't believe <laughs> right. me. That's all right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever, Jack Sparrow, yeah. a pirate. Uh. Yeah, they thought I was well, lying. It was pretty funny. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I obviously connected with you on Twitter. Do you do Instagram as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm private on Instagram, though. I You're believe. Private on Instagram. So, which one do you prefer? Uh, depends what I'm looking for, but probably, probably Instagram. Okay. Very Twitter good. can get pretty uh, annoying sometimes. Yeah, it's just there's, a there's a lot of a lot of people much. who like typing, you know, bullshit stuff and yeah. No, I agree with that. It's the yeah. the yeah, the keyboard warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh what's the best course you've ever played? Ooh. I uh let's see. Probably I played Trump International. Um I think I was in high school. That was pretty awesome. Okay. That's in I think that's it's near Jupiter. Yep. That's a pretty cool play. I actually got to meet him too. So I, have, okay. I, I have a two-part question. We might. Can I add to well, the? No, this is a okay. quick nine. Let me finish the quick, the quick nine, nine, and then no, you have the <laughs> and we can. You can. All right. Uh, Tiger, Spieth, or Rory will win. Will be the first to win another major. All right. So. All right. So uh, let me ask you that last question here again. Uh, <laughs> So Tiger, Spieth, or Rory will be the next one to win a major. You say Rory. Say Rory. Yeah, I think Spieth's trending in the right direction, but I think Rory, his uh, 
he's had a pretty good year so far. He just hasn't won, so I think he's due. And what's your thoughts on Tiger? Um, I think he might struggle for another one um, for a little bit. Just he's, I mean, didn't look very great in the last tournament, and I think he's going to struggle with like managing his body and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. I, could, I, I agree with that. I'm on board with yeah. that. So he has yeah. to work so hard to be. Mm-hmm. And I think Augusta is just one of those places where he, he just knows how to play there. Yep. And he can, and yeah. I think he can get away with a few misses there that yeah. aren't as penalizing. He, he got away right. with a lot. He got away yeah. with a lot. Yep. Definitely. Cool. So what was the other question you had, John? This will not. Are you are, done with we're done nine? with the. We, that was not. That was not a very so, quick nine, but I, we had fun <laughs> with that one. Have you played with? Have you played with Fuzzy? Fuzzy Zeller, and have yep. you beat and have you beat him? Um, I have played with him. I've played. I go down to Florida every year. We play a few rounds together. Um, I I don't know. I've probably beat him before. Yeah, you know he's he's retired now, so he doesn't play as much. But when he was sure. playing, there was no chance I could beat him. He, I mean, he hits it straight on every. He hits fairways and greens all day, and it's. Is he faded or or draw? Or either one, he just does it. Either he one, whatever he's feeling that day, he'll he'll do. It's whatever. it's actually been impressive to watch him. I mean, he'll be talking and while he's hitting the ball, and it's just the same shot every time, just right down the middle. I believe it. He's is so. he not? He's not a very big guy, is he? Uh, no. I mean, he, I mean, he's probably he's probably five ten, five eleven. I mean, not not short, but not not tall. Hit the ball a long way though. Yeah, that yeah, he used to hit the ball super far, from what I heard. He's won two majors. I mean, the guy was oh, a yeah. dude, stick man. Yeah, really good player. So it's been fun uh, being around him. We learned a lot and growing up and stuff. So it's been a good experience. Does he spend a lot of his winter time down in Florida? Yeah, yeah, down in Naples. Yeah, my grandpa liked to hang out down there. So any chance I get, I'll I'll go down there and play some golf with him. That's awesome. That's real yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, uh, Jack, we really appreciate the interview. We're going to we're gonna jump into some PGA conversation. I think you've got a great career ahead of you, and John and I are going to be your Thank biggest you. fans. But um, appreciate it. Uh, we'd love for you to hang out here a little bit and just do some golf chatter, just like we were saying before. We're just kind of hanging out yeah. talking about it. We're just going to yeah. – let's jump into, you we'll know – Talk shit. The, do- the dominator, as uh, – I don't know. I mean, Mr. Uh, tunnel-visioned – uh, yeah. Brooks Kepka. Um, I mean, what what is setting this guy apart right now? That's. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. He's got a one track mind. It seems like, right? Um, pretty incredible. And it it was interesting to me on Sunday about how he dealt with those bogeys that he was making because I feel like once you once you get down the stretch and you're making bogeys, you just you know things might creep in your head where you're thinking about stuff you weren't thinking about before. Yeah, uh, right. He, you start getting on that bogey it. train, man. It's hard to yeah. get off. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I. But here's my here's my opinion, though. If DJ would have parred, what was it, sixteen and seventeen, that would have messed. In in he pushes a playoff. Yeah. That yeah. messes with Brooks's head because yeah. he gave up that much. Yeah. And and DJ's on a he's on a ripper. Yep, it's gonna mess with it because you saw Brooks's face a little bit. It was like there was some less confidence. It, there. it was the first time I saw him a little, a little shook, a little chink in the armor. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I thought he, you know, when he came off, it must have been Friday. So what did he shoot? You know, seven under, and then five under or something like that, right? So 
and he even came off the course on Friday and apparently goes like right to his swing coach and is like, look, let's go to the range. It didn't. Oh yeah. I didn't hit it well. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you just went seven under five under and you're freaking killing everybody by seven shots. You didn't hit yeah. it. Well, I, I actually think like he may have gotten in his own head that like something was off mm-hmm. because yeah. he did that. He didn't then play well, mm-hmm. really that well on Saturday. I mean, what he shoot even par on Saturday? Yeah, right, I think he was and one then under. I think he was one under. What, yeah, so I mean, he just something clearly uh, set him going in the wrong direction going into yeah, the. And he was holding on. It looked like he was holding on for dear life. Um, it's kind of one of those things where you fake it till you make it. You know, you're not playing well, but you're still scoring well. Um, but it, sometimes it'll catch up to you. Well, but lucky he, for him, he got yeah. out to like such a great lead that it didn't really matter, right? Exactly. Yeah. That sometimes it's hard to play on a big lead. I, I, I would agree with that. You start trying to play conservative. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I try to put myself in like those kind of shoes. Like if I had a seven shot lead going into like the club championship or something like that on Sunday, I, yeah. I, I literally think I'd be like, just shoot for middles of greens, just hit fairways, you know, like not yeah. playing start, not you start thinking about like, not what you would do to, to play your game. You start thinking exactly. about how not to it's fuck almost it up. worse to lose a golf tournament. <laughs> right. Like exactly. that. I mean, oh, 100%. 100%. I, it let, yeah. if, if you come in second and you were in second and the whole just, time. Just shit. Yeah. yeah if he, or if, if he was one up, but in the final group and he, he had, <laughs> you know, he's like, let's say he's in the final group with DJ, but he only had a one shot lead, right? And DJ goes and shoots three under or whatever he did, and he beats him by two or shoot, even by six at that point because he yeah. you know, went the way. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I didn't finish. It so, was great. I want to get you guys yeah, two. Exactly. I want to want to get you guys two prediction. I think Brooks is done winning majors. He's done. Oh. It's over. It's done. That's bold. It's done. I saw that on the back nine. I was like, we've had some guys that went on heaters. Jordan did. Um, like Rory's had. A, he's had some. He's had some quick. Brooks is. He's on a heater. He's got four. I, I get it. He's playing some fantastic golf. I just think the game now. Is so. Comp- I thought Brooks was the guy that just would keep mowing people over, but I saw that chink in the armor. Tiger never did that. Yeah. Ever. He never did. It. He had that kind of lead. It was over. Done. I mean, when he was six or seven up, he didn't give in. I saw a little chink there, and we got too many good players on tour now. I yeah. just don't. I, look, he may win one one more, maybe. But I. Wow. I think the over under now is seven, seven total. So yeah. you'd, what, that you'd get three more. That's it's a, like that's a very that's the over under right now in Vegas is seven. Is it maybe seven and a half? Yeah, I, I think I saw seven and a half. That's pretty yep. crazy. But I, I just so, think nobody will ever be as dominant as Tiger, just because they're the competition is so much. Get, I and and I commented on some. It was on Twitter, and I do this every now and then, just because I I read stuff that annoys me, <laughs> but. Um, I commented on uh, somebody, uh, I can't remember what it was, but they were, they were basically saying, um, you know, like, it's the constant comparison, right? So they were constantly comparing, mm-hmm. well, is, is he going to be able to do what Woods did? Is he going to be able to do what Nicholas did? No. I'm like, here's the thing. No. It's a different moment. It's a different time. Yeah. It's a different game. It's a different group of competition. It's different golf course setups. It's different. There's so many different variables that stop mm-hmm. comparing it to those guys. Tiger in his time did his thing. Brooks in his time is doing his thing right now. You could even say 
that Rory, during his time, did his thing. He still may even come back yeah, and I mean, do another no thing. There's no way to prove any of that. Is that no, exactly. That, but, None but I think it's fun to talk about. Like, because I think Tiger, if you put him now, he wouldn't win 15 majors. No way. No, oh, no. way. Yeah. No way. Exactly. Comp, yeah. The comp, and we and John and I have talked this about like a number of times, especially around the majors. We get we don't like to talk a ton about pro golf because we aren't trying to be no laying up. But around the majors, mm-hmm. we do get kind of jacked up about this stuff, and we have yeah. had this conversation in that. There's so many good players out there now that in any in any given week, Max Homa can be like, I'm 27, I've been grinding, and I freaking got one done, right? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a major week and can be any week, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Now, um, so you're agreeing, and I, it's and it's honestly why, Jack, I think you have a chance. Like, you keep working mm-hmm. on those wedges, you keep working on your – you do the things, and like – you you as you get it like it's mental yeah. right? you get you get into your streaks and if you hit it at the right time and timing yeah. it's absolutely. timing yeah well, timing is a huge deal we we interviewed our assistant pro who played the canadian you know mini tour before he came canadian here. pga tour canadian pga it's tour. like a, would you say it's the equivalent to latin america tour probably similar yeah. and yeah. so drew drew was like um you know just grinding and grinding he said he went to go get you know he went to uh, get his card and go through that whole process. He went like to Q school, four Q times. school four times, and he said it sucks because you have to peak in September or whatever month you know that is August and September. You have to peak at that time and yeah. be playing your best golf. The odds of that happening for people, I mean, you see, how often do we see Charlie Hoffman come out guns a blazing on the West Coast swing and then fucking disappear the rest of the year? Yeah. Because much, he yeah. lives in Vegas, he loves it out west, and he freak he crushes it on the west. And then the after the Masters, the guy like disappears, and you don't see him anymore. He's got the most repeatable golf swing. People, it's but so- what I'm saying is that people peak different times of the year for different reasons. Uh, maybe yeah. it's because of the type of courses they're playing. Maybe it's just because of you know whenever it is. That's really hard. So anyway. you know, just to skip a little bit off, not totally off, but kind of goes in what you're. We're talking about like good players. So I was listening to No Laying Up today, and they were talking about Ben Hogan, and they were interviewing like uh, guys that actually knew him and a guy that actually caddied for him and shagged balls. I think his name's Lindy Miller. And he said, like, golf didn't come real easy to Ben. He, he, he just said, I'll outwork anybody. Yeah. He would golf. I mean, he would golf from sunup to sundown. Yeah. He just he goes like Sam Snead and Byron Nelson. They had more natural swings. He said, you know, he yeah. had a guy, a young guy, come up and ask him. He's like, well, hey, Mr. Hogan, how do I get better at golf? I, I practice eight hours a day. He goes, you need to double that. I mean, <laughs> it, he, he yeah. said it. And that guy, he, he, it was also cool with that. Lindy Miller said he said I shag balls for him. So back then they had to actually go out there. <laughs> right. So he would go through his bag in about forty-five to hour session. And he would uh, go like from pitching wedge, nine iron to the, uh, you know, two iron. And he goes, I wouldn't have to move that bag and me move more than two yards. He goes, he goes, he goes, and he goes in a two year time because people were asking questions. There's like, oh, did you ever see him like fan one, you know, block it left or right? He goes, the worst I'd ever saw was him go 15 yards left or right on the range in two years he goes 
He goes, and that was extremely rare. He yeah, goes, that's on another level. He goes, the guy would put the ball in the same spot every single time with the irons. That's amazing. Down, it, he goes, it was just uncanny. Especially, think about the 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 quality of even the equipment compared to yeah. today. I mean, you could hit the same shot, and it does two different things for sure. Ben yeah. Hogan did not, when he turned pro, he did not win a golf tournament for 10 years. So, wow. so he, because he had problems with missing left, and then he developed that little cut, and like what you're doing, Jack, mm-hmm. and it, it just it changed. He, he eliminated the left side of the golf course. It's my, it's my choke down little butter cut driver, man, except when I hook That's it into the left on 10. Plus, eliminate one side. Plus, plus, he just, you know, he beat balls in the freaking ground. But he, yeah. they say he couldn't putt. He would have won twenty majors if he could putt. Huh. Well, yes, wow. if he hit it close. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, were there any other stories that came out from the PGA that you guys thought? I mean, I thought DJ and and honestly Brooks were like kind of the only <laughs> stories. Did you see that with his quote? On Instagram, when they come and said, "Hey, you got you did the oh, grand, saw it, you, you, saw, you got the grand slam of, of runner of up. runner ups." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, yeah. yay. yeah, I'm so excited, yeah, I'm so excited." That's pretty funny. Kind of, hey, I, hey, yeah. won eight hundred grand four times for second. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's amazing the 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 checks these guys get now for second place and says, fifth yay. place and. It's, it uh, it's insane. It's yeah, incredible. pretty much. I mean, thanks to Tiger for that for growing the game as, as he did. Yep. No, we. Pretty I think awesome. you know the only the only reason dipshits like John and I probably talk about golf as much as we do is because of guys like Tiger. So, mm-hmm. um, and I play. I mean, we're. I I, I never was like a huge Tiger fan because I kind of like rooting for the underdogs, but. Yeah. Um, uh, but I definitely appreciate for what he's done for the game for sure. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, I think he could, uh, I think he could win another major or two, um, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take, it's going to take a lot of stars aligning for him um, to be able to I'm, do that. It's tough. I just, that's a lot of stars. Yeah. I mean, the stars aligned at Augusta. Totally, you don't see, totally did. Yeah. you don't see three out of, or four out of six golfers hit it in the damn Ray's Creek on 12. You just don't. Yeah. Sorry. That I mean, never happens. He did. He won the Tour Championship. Yeah. And they came back and won the Masters. He he could do it, but I, I'm in agreement with Jack. It's just his body is it's it's taking so much to like. He says he gets up at four in the morning to get ready for a round to work out, get it loose. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot, man. That sucks. That's a lot of work to. But if there's if there's anybody that can do it, it's him. Yeah. Well, getting old sucks, Jack. So take advantage of your youth. <laughs> Um, I can tell you because I think, I think John and I had a conversation. It might've been, it was either Saturday or Sunday and he had played, I think four rounds of golf last week. That and, and he was like, he's like, I played too much golf this week. My body can't take it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do we, how pathetic are we that we're, you know, 40 year old men that can't, that are like, can't take playing well, four no, rounds of golf and it's not that week, we, can, we can do it it's just like when it's it we i start it noticing like toll. you get off a lot yeah easier. yeah it sucks yeah. and i and i still try to work out and well, keep I'd, up but it's it, it's just not the same i'd have to work yeah. on. Well, it's such a repetitive motion that it, it just over time will just tear your body down pretty much it'll wear you out yeah yeah so you were talking about brooks's run do you think 
uh, Jordan Spieth will win any more majors? Not a chance. Yes. Really? I do. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, yes, he will. I, so. You know, if he gets, I think he has two more in him, at least. I mean, he's only, what, 26? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's a, I want to flip back to Brooks for just but a John second. and I actually have a $100 bet. But that was on a turn. I still don't know what it's about. Was it? It's a major. He'll never win another major. Yeah, when I collect that one. Or well, 100. no, actually, that was just this year. I think, was the, the no, bat? I thought it was. Oh, you said he win a tour win this. You year. said he would win a major this year, and then we doubled down that I said he won't even win a tournament this year. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. We actually have a, we have a, it's two hundred dollars of bets. One of them is that he'll win a major hundred bucks, and, and then another hundred. We did a double or nothing that he'll even win any tournament. I'm like, fine, he won't even win it one tournament this year. Now, do yeah, I think Jordan could make a comeback at some point? Sure. Um, I don't think we'll ever see the same Jordan run like we did before, though, for all the reasons we said that Brooks could even be done. And I there's a number of reasons Brooks could be done. The guy works out does a lot of things. He could hurt himself doing anything at some point and be like done. I mean, how many yeah. wins is, how many wins is he has four majors and two PGA tour wins? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. So. Six <laughs> wins. I know, right? It's pretty awesome. Actually. Would you rather, would you rather have that or would you rather uh, be like Dustin and have what, what does he have? 15 or something? And no, he has 21 wins. 21. He's in a different, Oh, I'd take Brooks every day. Uh, right right now, if I if you told me I got to bet the house on any player right now, I'm I'm definitely putting it on Brooks. I, I just think he's the hottest golfer right now. And will it last? I don't know. Will he went like tear through every major? I don't know. But I do think, and this kind of this was me listening to No Laying Up this week. I think the way they're setting up these golf courses, whether it's a DJ or it's Brooks or or like a Gary Woodland or any of these guys that are like big, strong, long hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have a just a tremendous advantage. Um, oh just yeah, because that long rough, and then you know seventy six hundred yards or whatever the heck they, they're stretching these things out to. You know, yeah, and I think I mean the margin of, of error for the shorter hitters is so small that they yep. they almost have to play perfect to have a chance. Yep, and it's pretty but, crazy because I mean it, when they play it so long, it narrows it down to what maybe ten golfers who have a legitimate shot. Yeah. And Brooks did the math last week. He was like, mm-hmm. he's like, all right. Uh, half the field, they got no chance. You know, like he's like, yeah. right. Uh, the the other half, they're gonna choke because of the pressure, and then the other half, which whittles it down to like worry about 15, ten golf. I, he's like, I gotta worry about like fifteen guys. Yeah, and that's crazy. I, I mean, you know, it's like f- fifteen cool. guys have a chance to win is, which means that like any of those other dudes have like, like you said, they probably would have to have like the perfect week hitting every fairway, drain mm-hmm. like. Like Jordan honestly had a week this week. That he, there's interesting statistics talking about Jordan. I guess he had the most strokes gained putting this week. He made like the longest, Sunday, he was most, it. the most number of feet of putts. And that's what Jordan's been known for. But think about it. He had to do that just to finish what? T7? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was third. Was he third, fifth, somewhere in there? But, uh, you know, but great finish. Well but behind, he had to roll yeah. in. He had to roll in more putts than... Anybody. He didn't hit the ball well. No. I mean, if he was hitting the ball okay, I think you, he'd have been more. You could tell he was fighting something, and I've yeah. noticed that in he's the last few hooks. weeks. Yep. He's, I mean, before before he even steps up to the tee, he's always making some weird, herky, like fake, uh, you know, backswing type thing, like practice swing. I'm like, what are you working on right now, so, buddy? Yeah. Demon, I, demons are in your head. So yeah. Pebble Beach is next up. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. That sets up for Tiger. Tiger loves that golf course. He's won there how many times? Oh, he's won a ton. Seven or something stupid, six in yeah. different tournaments. That, that course sets up, that sets up for him. It will be interesting what they do at the rough there. When was the, have they had? When was the last time they did a U.S. Open there? Grant, uh, Grant McDowell won it there. 2009? Was it? Or no, 2009. No, it was like it was like DJ. DJ got 81 in the final round, didn't he? Or something like that. Grant McDowell won the U.S. Open there. Let's see. I don't know. This is where we wish we had. Uh, we need a research guy like on the side that yeah, just going to pull up. Stats. We Hold aren't on. stats I'll guys. I'll find out. I'm finding out right but, now. But um, John will do had that. like a sizable lead, and then he choked it away, didn't he? Uh, I remember that happening. I don't know. Maybe not. So it, U.S. I, Open 2010. 2010. Okay, yeah. so nine years ago. Um, you know, I, I think course setup will be everything there. You know, what are they going to do with the rough? But they aren't going to really change the greens any. The greens are the greens. The fairways yeah. are going to be the. It's not like they're going to bring the fairways. You know, bring the rough in or something like that. Right. So. Yeah. I do think it for guys who like Pebble, who like playing out in Pebble. Yeah, yep. I think it, it opens up the field a little bit more. They're maybe, gonna, maybe Phil will get his U.S. Open. There you go, Phil likes Pebble. Yeah, they're gonna let that rough be so nasty, and that's bad. Oh, for I Phil. guarantee it. And that, but oh, and that's bad for Tiger too. A Tiger of old got through that rough. Yeah, bad rough yeah. is not good for the old men. It's not. <laughs> no. Brooks, Brooks would Brooks could do it, but yeah. I think something got in his head a little bit that last nine. Well, that that's I, that's an interesting observation theory. I'll be really curious to see, you know, as Brooks keeps coming out, um, if he ends up, um, if he does have a demon that snuck in there. He's talking too much horse shit, like too overcom. I mean, look, I know he's yeah. con- he's winning, but he's talking too much shit, and that stuff it gets in your head if you have a little chink that happens. You're like, fuck, right. I, didn't, I, mean, I, I didn't know I had that. Yeah, yeah, and if you're just ignoring it, then it sometimes will come back to bite you because I mean. It's easier to to acknowledge it and move on rather than if you ignore it, it's eventually going to get to you. True. Yeah. True. So who's your who's your mental coach? Girlfriend, mom, yeah. dad. Um. Wow, oh, it's kind of a mixture of things. That probably. My grandpa. Mom, my mom and my grandpa probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then specifically with golf, I started working with uh, James Seekman, who's a short game guy. And he's really helped me with my mental game um, and and just talking about how, like, you don't fear bad shots. And when you hit a bad shot, you're just like, that's that's not what I do. But when you hit a good shot, you affirm yourself that that's that's how you're supposed to hit it. And that's how you, how you, what kind of player you are, pretty much. Well, Bob Rotella. Yeah. Dude, all right. On that, I think we can end on that yeah. because I think that is fantastic advice for any golfer is – focus on the good and mm-hmm. don't worry about the bad because you're right that's it, it's not what you typically do i love that i love <laughs> that jack hey yeah. jack, jack I'd, I'd caddy for you buddy if you need it <laughs> yeah all right absolutely well hey yeah. let's let we'll set up around here we'll we'll uh, we'll catch up with you off absolutely. off uh off recording as well but Perfect. we really appreciate your time um yeah talking to us and that. getting to know you a little Thanks, bit jack. and letting others get to know you as well so Absolutely. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, Jack. All right, well, thanks again to uh, Captain Jack Sparrow for um, giving us a nice little interview. I thought that was a really unique, uh, you know, view into a college golfer. 
um, who is is clearly um, you know playing some really good golf right now, John. So I thought that was uh, that was a whole lot of fun. Thanks again to Jack for for uh, playing along with us, Captain Jack, telling us your story. Um, and we wish you the, the best, and we look forward to uh, maybe playing around here soon. Um, so in honor of Captain Jack, we have a Belgian, a, an ale from a Belgian ale. It's uh, out of um, the, uh, what, what is it? The, these guys are the uh, Van Steenberg Brewery. Um, and they've been brewing beer in Belgium since the 1700s. And we have the Pirat. As two I, A's, two A's. So it's P I R A A T. Um, we're we're assuming that it's the pirate is how you pronounce it. I'm gonna have to do a little homework on that, and I'm sorry I wasn't prepared for this segment. Let's get this over with. But um, <laughs> we've we've popped this. We've taken a, a sniffy sniff, and it it's kind of a it's a golden color. I would say, would you say this is similar to what? It's a strong ale. It's um, well. Let's preface this. We had a like a bunk bottle before this. So. Oh yeah. So, so we, the first bottle we opened was like flat, which I didn't really pay attention. You to. try. Just, you took it, oh. and I took the second drink. There's something wrong. Um, well, I'd only put splashes in our glasses because I was like, we're just kind of sampling this anyway. So I didn't really notice if there was any like head to it or anything like that. And it, it was it was bad, and so we were, I was like, "This is the this worst beer you ever." This ain't much better. But um, we are sampling the pirate now in honor of Captain Jack Sparrow, and um, it's yeah, it's one of the worst beers I think we've ever tried. This would you say? So we've tried two really bad beers on this show. If you remember the beer we had in Paris, this is um, worse. And I I have a feeling that. I mean, I wish I had the side by side. How do side. they brew something since 1784 and it's this fucking terrible? I dude, it's 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 borderline <laughs> awful. Would would you gift it to no. a No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I mean, it's it's too strong and then it it has like a uh, it's just not. Maybe you know, okay, look. I respect other people's palates. I like to find one person who likes go to the beer like review thing. What's it get? Uh, beer advocate. Beer advocate. Let's. Like, I mean, I'm just like curious. If somebody else's four, three and a half, four stars. I mean, from like on these other websites that I'm seeing. So I mean, four stars. Three and a half to four to four stars on TotalWine.com. That's based on four three reviews. Um, rate beer. Rate beer is probably the, or beer beer advocate four point one rating, uh, three point six rating on rate beer. I I don't know what these guys are drinking and what they consider whatever. Maybe this is maybe, some you know Belgian. What? Maybe a, maybe we just don't you know like what? Belgian. You, you know what? There's like a, I there is a Belgian or two I like. But do you know like those sour beers? Yes. Oh, That's, this totally reminds me of yes, that. Yes, and some people love those. Yep. I fucking I literally will, I'll spit it out of my mouth. Yeah, pretty bad. It's terrible. So won't gift. Won't um, buy again. This was gifted to us uh, by somebody who uh, like knew a guy who this was his favorite beer. Seriously? <laughs> so, yeah. This is his favorite beer. So th- somebody that uh, Rick knows this is his favorite beer, and he had gifted it to him, and so now Rick had like two packs of this stuff, and he gave us one, and uh, it's 
It's terrible. I, I, I want to go back to my Modelo. Or we're just going to switch to tequila. But I'm uh, done with that beer. Yeah, that beer is pretty awful. So um, with that, that's a review. Would not gift it. Uh, and with that, uh, on behalf of Captain Jack and John, uh, go out there, hit more greens. You'll score better. Thanks. Thanks.